You're listening to Trash in the Can, rejected by the Austin Film Critic Association twice. Here's hoping for a third time. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you're interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at 2 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of us needs and appreciates all your support. Wait, what? No, I, I was laying in bed the other day and I started just... Uh, I don't know, we were hanging out, me and Emma were talking, and I just started doing... What if... Boris Karloff did a one-man show as Greece. All the characters in Greece. <laughs> tell me more, tell, tell me, me more. more. Did he get very far? <laughs> like, does he have a car? Do, 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 do. Is, now, wait, is he just the singing voice of all the characters, or is he playing every part? He's playing everybody. So, 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 so he turns around and says, What is this, a gang bang? <laughs> <laughs> Soccer Channing says that line. What is this, a gang bang? Beauty school dropout. <laughs> Go back to high school. But I don't think I can get the rights to Greece, so it may just always be a dream. <laughs> yeah, like my Weekend at Bernie's musical. Wait, is, do you have an idea for that? The idea is a Weekend at Bernie's oh, musical. Oh, I didn't know if you had something beyond like, oh. <laughs> specific. Hang on, hang on. Let me rewind. I'll start over. Weekend at Bernie's musical. Perfect. <laughs> Wait, so then... Yeah, that's right, guys. My show ended, but I'm going to be just fine. <laughs> Welcome again to Trash in the Can, where we watch bad movies because we are sweet princes of ham. Uh, this is uh, Eric Samaniego, and with me as always is uh, the Vincent Price to my Vincent Minnelli, Mr. Oh, Wright Oh, hi. Uh, how you doing? I'm doing great. You're very I'm, orange today. I am very orange. You it's, can't, it's, it's, it's not his skin, but his shirt. Well, it's, it's Halloween-y. And it's, oh, wait, this is our Halloween episode, I guess? Maybe. Are we going to go wearing safety orange. I, well, I want to be seen at night, just in case. Uh, he, just, I want to see he needs the attention. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the other voice you're hearing is a guest we haven't had in a while, and we're happy to have him back before he uh, leaves this fair city. So if uh, you're looking to buy a house, let us know. It's Brendan K. O'Grady. <laughs> bow, bow, bow. Hello. Hello. I'm starting this off with a W. Uh, I'm excited because uh, it, it, loyal listeners to this show. Uh, All ten of them. Good to hear from both of you. Uh, loyal listeners of the show know that uh, Eric always starts the show by introducing We Watch Movies because, and, it, and he says something that is based on a line from the film that we just watched, and I tried to guess what it was going to be, and I said I wrote down what it was going to be, uh, and, 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 and Eric did say, I, we probably have the same one, because when it was said, immediately in the movie, we both went for our phones. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I do, I do just want to, I do want right to confirm what I did right on my sweet note here. Sweet Princess of Ham. We are Sweet yeah. Princess yeah. of Ham. Yeah, I, I can live with it. I did it. I finally, finally guessed that correctly. That, mean, yeah, that, probably that means you're not welcome be... back, honestly. <laughs> 
Oh, that should be our nicknames just moving forward. You just call me that all the time. Sweet Prince. I'm not calling you the Sweet Prince of Ham in public. Just in private. Just in private. Just us two. Yeah. You're watching in your giant what? Under Armour. <laughs> giant? Well, I'm sorry. I didn't mean giant. Giant? <laughs> it's just a lot of it orange that's coming perfectly. at you. That's why it's giant. Okay. Uh, no. Uh, so we watched a 1983 originally released as The Horror Star. I love it. And re-released as uh, Frightmare. Yeah. One would assume because it's a more generic name. Well, and I, it sounds more like a slasher flick. I don't know. I guess the the horror I star find trivia. I guess the horror star just sounded. It was like too specific, and also it doesn't feel like a. It gives Norma Desmond vibes. You can't put the word horror into your title for a horror it's, movie. It's no. It's or just at it's all. rural juror syndrome. Oh. It's too hard for people oh, to that's say. Right? People have to go to do promo, do interviews. You're gonna have every... people gonna say so horror. Yeah, and, every, you know. yeah, 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 yeah. Just imagine every like regional, uh, you know, midwestern and northeastern uh, accent having to do having to interview somebody from a press junket uh, <laughs> about this movie. Had it been a hit, right? <laughs> yeah. We're here with the stars, the new the horror horror star. <laughs> Hasa. Well, I mean, that's famously why uh, no one remembers the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Uh, yes. Mo- <laughs> yes. Yes. A movie that famously did incredibly well upon its release right, and initial right. promotion. Never a classic. classic. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's why no one's heard of the horror genre. <laughs> yeah. I just brought that up so I could do another impression. This is Tim Curry doing the alphabet. Yeah. 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 Oh, the impressions are back. I know, baby. It's been 20 episodes, but we're bringing them back, baby. I know. Yeah. You're uh, welcome. So, yeah, but uh, yeah, uh, this movie, <laughs> we'll call it. Uh, this is what the show is still? Frightmare. Okay. Uh, so, what's the premise? Let's get started. Who wants to kick us off? Uh, or nudge us off? Um, yeah. So, uh, what's the guy's name? His name is Conrad Radzoff. He is like, he's. We all thought he was Christopher Lee, uh, or at least in one of the movies that they showed in the film. Right, they use a, a clip of an old Christopher Lee movie a couple of times to establish him as a horror movie star, but it's clearly Christopher but Lee. But it is Christopher Lee for but sure. he looks similar, and it is definitely Christopher Lee. Yeah. yeah. That he, uh, he's a he's an old Hollywood actor, but he's like, the very beginning is that uh, it looks like he's you know playing a Dracula sort of type, and he's about to suck the blood off of a young woman, and then uh, behind the camera says, or someone yells, Cut! And it's a commercial. I, I don't also... What was the commercial for? Was it for Kleenex or something? <laughs> like, what? Well, you'd be surprised. Vincent Price did a ton of commercials in the 70s and 80s where it'd be like Monster Vitamins and uh, that uh, Shrunken Head Apple Kits and board games. I saw him do a Monster Tyle- Energy Drink? Well, a Tylex commercial. You'll make these stains, these evil stains disappear in a flash. Really? Yeah, I mean, you gotta pay the bills. No. Um... Then uh, yells cut, but like they have this like really tense argument, the director and uh, Conrad, where it's like you're old, you, no one likes you anymore. Like you're not Boris Karloff, you're not doing Grease on stage, you're not doing any, like you're what? Uh, and then he has like this uh, great uh, like ogre like servant guy that gets... well, it looks like a Peter Lorre fetus. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes. Yes, and a, a middle-aged baby. <laughs> uh, We're all well on our way. <laughs> but yeah, like they—he's handing him uh, all his crap. Uh, his, oh, he like, wants a, a martini or something, and his blood pressure medicine. It's like right. oh, it's like a regular. Well, it's a heart medicine. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. He, and this is uh, alluding to something. Full shadowing. Yes. Um. Then he visits the director, who's like, 
sitting precariously on like a, a railing. Yeah, yeah. The director storms off from the meeting and is mm. like, "Fucking take five, take twenty. Who gives a shit? We're not getting this done today." Uh, and and then he immediately proceeds to get to exit the room and go. Uh, not just out to the balcony, but to sit precariously on the railing of a balcony that is uh, a good, what, one, two stories off the ground? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, where, where he will then uh, not hear the septuagenarian, our titular uh, horror His cracking star. of joints walking towards him. <laughs> yes, uh, as he walks out onto a wide open balcony with nobody else around. Mm-hmm. And, the, and uh, the horror star walks up, nudges him off the balcony with a cane, and the guy falls and dies. Yeah. And what is his uh, catchphrase? Well, so, okay, so this is a, it's a confusing <laughs> bit of dialogue, yeah. and we're going to try to parse out what we think was supposed to be a running a runner in the, the script in the mm-hmm. dialogue. Yeah. But I believe he says, uh, he says, take 19. Yeah. Yeah. He says, take 19. Yeah. Which we thought to mean that they had done 18 takes of the commercial. Importantly, important to note here, though, we did not hear the director say, we've done 18 takes. Right. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. They just used the line. They, they use, like like him saying, ice to see you. Like, like right. you know, the, 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 the death pun. Uh, he just says, take 19. And we're to infer, I get. It's a lot of having to walk backward to make sense of a line of dialogue yeah. that's supposed to be your first pithy, you know, quippy kill line. What yeah. would be your kill line then? Like movie. Well, What's yours was one? perfect. Uh, you said it was like, well, why didn't you say that's a rap? You just say that's a rap or what? You know, perfect. It, it's the most obvious. You know. yeah. No, it's not. Per- it's bad. Well, it's better. Oh, it's bad. <laughs> no, but it is bad. Sure. But, but, but that, those are supposed to be bad, right? But this is important because to preview for everybody, I don't know how many people actually watch the movies that we talk about in here, but this movie like a lot of the movies y'all watch, has redeeming qualities. Sure. If you watch this thing on mute, right, it often looks great. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's engaging and, you know, well, the, the lighting the, the is money great. they put into the actual production is actually, it goes a long way, right, mm, for, yeah. a, for a not uh, expensive film, right? But the minute people start talking and you just start to, to reckon with how goofy the concept is yeah. uh, and how many... Um, Kinks and uh, and things that seem like setups never pay off. Uh, mm. And that goes down to the level of dialogue. It goes through the conceptualization of what the monster of the movie is, right. how it right. operates, and why. Uh, yeah, so it, it is. It is already a bit of a, a baffling thing to walk into the first scene of this, with where it's giving you a kill up front. Right. Yeah. The other thing that this indicates is. Uh, another problem with the movie is that they do this. The guy falls. You see his twisted body on the ground. A little bit of blood. Mm-hmm. But there's not a lot of menace in our main bad guy. Because right. we can't stress this enough. This is a 78-year-old man. Well, yeah, like he who, shambles who, over who like Who is a dressed ball. like Vincent Price. Yeah. yeah. And spends the entire movie in this ridiculous dress. And anytime we ever see the monster about to attack somebody... It's just this old man yeah. that that it, it he kind does, of incapable of building tension. With. Well, that and he does like scanners, like powers. At some point, yeah. at some point, he has telekinesis. At mm. other points, he has the power of forethought and planning to pre-record some stuff. <laughs> I didn't get any of that. <laughs> and program some computers. At other times, he has the power to be uh, psychically resurrected from the dead by his ex-wife. Yeah, or we'll get there. And he, mm. he, he in the lock a door. Yeah. Oh, that's he, his, he can that's lock the hell yeah, out yeah, of the exactly, door. Yeah. yeah, telekinesis, lifting coffins. Yeah. Then uh, he goes back. <laughs> Pyrokinesis. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> Wait, he pushes the guy off with a cane, and then he stands there for a while, peers over at the body. Nobody looks up and sees this old man slowly shambling away. <laughs> yeah, 
and then he just goes home. Yeah. Like he just he yeah. just leaves. Like, he literally says, "Time to go back to the mansion." <laughs> <laughs> and uh, then we're introduced to oh we we see the footage of Christopher Lee. And uh, and I guess it's at like a local college. The the yeah. horror film society is putting mm-hmm. on this presentation. This like retrospective of Conrad Radzoff. And as like, and luckily we have not Christopher Lee here. And he comes out, and uh, he is very excited uh, to come out and, and finally be praised. He's done up in a, a very loud smoking jacket and an ascot and the whole nine yards, and a, a little carnation, signature red carnation on the yes. lapel. Yeah. And uh, and again, this is another thing uh, from a lot of the movies that we've watched with you is that everyone looks rad, like everyone dresses great. I don't know what I don't know what you're bringing to the table, but you you're helping them like exude this like you know high just class, a, really a, cool clothes. In appreciation for the the better costuming of the time to- of the time, because we mm. are going to meet here at the Horror Film Society, our group of young teens, right? Mm. Like our, our our core group of campers, right? Our you young thirty five year olds. Yeah, yeah. Our uh, our chaff for the mill. Uh, but they are all dressed like in uh, pretty decently tastefully done, like new wave era fashion. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, they all they, they they all attend a formal event wearing red like basically red bowling shirts with super skinny black neckties. Right, right. Like they're all about to go from this you know funeral to play bass for the Pretenders. <laughs> <laughs> but they look they look great. They look yeah. fantastic. And um. And then Christopher Lee, the uh, the guy, is speaking to the audience, and he's speaking slowly too. But he, you start to realize, like, oh, he's having a heart attack. Right. We get a fuzzy vision of the audience from his perspective, and he's saying that he had a lot of uh, anger, feeling the world had forgotten him. Yeah. And a lot of, did he say, hate in his heart, or he felt it in his heart, and then that's when the first signs of, oh, he's having a heart attack, and he right. collapses on stage. And so uh, they try to revive him, and you, we, we think he's dead. But then we go back to oh, yeah, his one mansion. of the young ladies in the horror society just pounds his chest, uh, <laughs> as one does, as though she was holding an adrenaline needle that had to go in, but there was oh, no shit. needle. She just really went at it, like just broke a rib. Are you supposed the, to do that? I I think for I kids. I took a CPR class years ago, and I need to get a refresher. Like, man, it's bad. I don't I don't know a how baby. To do it. I think you turn over and then you slap him. Yeah. Right. Like, uh, follow us for more safety tips. <laughs> Here's another thing that happens here. I come here to do the show. The two of you start spinning off on some wild hair tangent, of, like, where you start to convince yourselves what procedures are. <laughs> or... I mean, I'm pretty or, sure I know how to save a baby's life. Or you make baseless... Uh, 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 <laughs> Assertions about someone's life, uh, and then the two of you look at each other, nod, and then both just simultaneously look to me. Yeah, 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 you agree, right? Many times, (laughs) like you, like like you couldn't get out, you couldn't get out of that situation affirmatively enough, and just needed somebody else to put a button on it. Yeah, (laughs) and I'm not gonna fucking do that anymore. I have done this show how many times? Oh, I have no idea. Several, several times, and uh, I'm gonna stand up for my rights here and now. All right, so you don't believe in you saving don't the believe? life of a sick person. Yeah, you don't believe in I that? don't fucking know how to do it! <laughs> I did not get my CPR certification done in advance of this. Well, no one gave me any kind of paperwork to go out. Uh, all right, we know uh, who not to call when we're in trouble. <laughs> yeah, you two. Nobody listened to these <laughs> ideas. If your baby is choking, do not rewind this episode. I don't know. Who do we call, right? Or Eric? No, or I think, both? I think in uh, Frightmare they mentioned something. Skip ahead. Skip ahead. <laughs> yeah, we, we, uh, 13. We, we bear no responsibility. Uh, <laughs> so anyway. 
So I. Uh, oh, yeah. Then uh, what? Uh, we w- wake up with him in his uh, his home. His home. Yeah, and uh, uh, we, we he has are, a new visitor. Yeah, we're introduced to his wife uh, or his ex wife. I don't know. Um, and it's still not clear. I, I thought don't... it was his current wife because I never heard ex, and they say widow at some point. Yeah, and she's Mrs. Radzoff. But I mean, uh, she would even if they were divorced if she kept his name. Oh. Also, like the real Vincent Price, this guy is giving off very queer vibes. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it was because he married Coral Brown, Vincent Price, and he told his daughter, "We're both giving up boys." <laughs> yeah, just a little uh, something to tuck away for That's later. Cute. That's yeah. Cute. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then the okay, who is this guy? You so he's from one Hogan's of the Heroes? three Nazis from Hogan's Heroes, and yeah. he comes in as sort of some chubby Eric von Stroheim with hair. <laughs> like a director that he's worked with before who's yep. putting on leading into the German. I was also hard. thinking Sunset Boulevard. Yeah. <laughs> like like literally I was like, "Oh, okay, so this guy's been like a you know long-time confidant, yeah. made a lot of movies with him, mm-hmm. but then we we hear through the course of this conversation the the curdled nature of the relationship right. because yeah. he in fact is like you're a fucking monster, you're awful, and he's saying it in the sense of like you're all, you're terrible to work with, right? Mm-hmm. But at this point we've also established this guy literally murders people, so who knows? What who right. knows what horrible things he's done? Yeah, over the course yeah. Of the career. I mean, good for him. The Me Too movement wasn't around. <laughs> who knows? <laughs> well, then, uh, and then Conrad dies right in front of him. And well, uh, yeah, after he accepts uh, the offer from Conrad to oh, to direct his funeral, to direct yes. his funeral, and uh, and so he passed away. He's like, Conrad, you're you're finally dead. The world is rid of you. Yeah, and he the just goes of off on him, mm-hmm. and uh, and then the very last second, uh, Conrad comes back and. Uh, uh, big chiefs him. him. Yeah, big chiefs him. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and that's when he says, take 20. Take 20. Then, so it seems as though that'll keep happening, right? Well. And implies now not that they had done uh, 18 previous takes right. uh, yes. on the commercial, but that he has committed 18 previous murder, 19 previous murder. Right. When he then says 20. Yes. So there's already now a disconnect on if it is a runner, what yeah. does this fucking mean? Well, luckily, we never know. Uh, <laughs> because that is the last time they'll try to do it in the movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It really sucks. And we are 12 minutes into this thing. It's it. That's the one thing that kind of drove me crazy. It was just like, that was interesting, sort of. It can't line itself up and commit to one. Okay, so I'll, I, I'll, I'll say the thing I was waiting to get to. Uh, this movie gives me slight Halloween 3 vibes. Mm-hmm. Because, <clears throat> a, lot, a lot to say about Halloween 3, but... One of the the big the, the big reason this movie that, that Halloween three doesn't quote unquote work the reason that it didn't get good reviews is that it's just got too much going on in it. Sure. You can have ancient Celtic magic and the power of Stonehenge, mm-hmm. or you can have uh, cybernetic robots filled with yellow goo. Right, like, right, right, you're, right. You're throwing too many things together when you don't have like a unifying Michael Myers concept that dro- that ties it all together. Whatever, right. right, and this movie, uh, uh, the horror star. Frightmare? Frightmare. Frightmare. A horror star has to be more unique, though, right? It is. I think there's another way more unique. I think there's another movie called Frightmare. Yeah, well, it was. I think it was done just a few years before, yeah. like back in the late seventies or something. Right, and I can't think of another movie called Horror Star. This movie cannot choose what it wants its bad guy to actually be. Right, we know it's supernatural in some way, but at this point, when he wakes up, we don't know if he actually died and just came back to life, or if he just like the director thought he was dead. Yeah, he was and then playing he, possum. Right, and and then he had his one last horror movie. Ah, oh, comes back, gets the kill, and then actually dies. Well, right. because he then, after killing the guy, goes back to being dead. Yeah, yeah, he collapses on his organ, and then he's like, "I got it." And then the, his casket is in the his room, right. and then he's like, uh, "Time to take a nap now." And he just dies. So I assume then he actually died, but it wasn't clear at the time. 
it, it wasn't clear ever until definitely towards until he the came end. back. I thought. Well, I thought that made it clear because I don't. He was resurrected. Yeah, I guess. I, I for a part of me too was just like, oh, this is just coincidence. But the next time he comes back, the circumstances mm. of his resurrection also further cloud this. Right, that's what I'm saying. It's just like he. Well, okay. Well, anyway, keep going. so keep going. Uh, Funeral happens, and he's uh, one of those guys, uh, egomaniacs, that has video. Uh, saying goodbye to his friends and being a little spooky one I last time. I have to time. be the star of my own funeral. While you're watching me, I'll be watching you. Oh, mm. wait, they do the, the reverb like... Oh, I love that. Everyone, make sure to use the bathroom before you leave. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind the camera. Don't, don't look too close <laughs> to the bowl. Special thanks to my friend Chuck Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and apparently the uh, <laughs> the kid from Bucky's. Yeah, did yeah. you see that? Yeah, the the co-owner of Bucky's, his son has been filming people going to the bathroom and having sex at his father's house. I cannot wait. Oh, oh okay, sorry. The bathroom at his father's house. Yeah, not at I the Bucky's. The bathroom <laughs> the Bucky's because you Texans love your fucking Bucky's so much. For yeah. those, I for, don't get it. For those who are not from Texas, there is a, a chain of uh, rest stops, truck stops, really mm. called Bucky's that are the Walmart of gas they're stations. The, yeah. They're all the size of a super Walmart. Yeah, yeah. Uh, practically, like when you look at the footprint and like the number of gas pumps they have, etc. And like you can buy, uh, you can buy <laughs> jean shorts, you can buy fishing gear, you can buy like it's a brisket sandwich. It's a small Cabela's a medium-sized Walmart mm. and a couple of convenience stores and gas stations put together and a and, fuck ton of bathrooms and what and the thing that they really are known for is a ton of bathrooms that are cleaned every 30 seconds yeah, yeah. Like, which they're, they're generally well maintained yeah they're well maintained and that's why and I and no showers there's no sex yeah, well, I think some of them have trucker showers <laughs> that's what I meant oh, I, I didn't think they had trucker showers oh, some of them do I thought they were more family friendly but, well, but but also Bucky's has the Bucky's branded uh, Bucky Beaver merch, and right, you can yeah. only buy it at Bucky's. You yeah. can't get it on the internet, and that's you know a oh. cool thing people like about Bucky's. Look, as someone that has to stop to go to the bathroom as often as I do on a road trip, I am grateful that they have a clean bathroom. I I, I was just ready to rub it in all Texas's face <laughs> that your <laughs> that, that your beloved Bucky's bathrooms <laughs> were a den of iniquity. Look. <laughs> He can watch as long as there's not piss all over the floor. Oh, God. Anyway. Frightmare. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> um, so, what happened? Oh, oh it's a funeral, the funeral. And the kids uh, from the Horse Society are also in attendance. Yes. And they are really broken up about it. Um, yeah, I saw some well, tears. Well, you know? they, they all pulled up in the bitchin' converted uh, hearse that they ride around in, which is also provided by the Horror Society. It has a yeah. sign on it that says the Horror Society. Why don't we have that? What would a our car be? Well, no, what would our car be? Well, the Wienermobile is taken. <laughs> I don't know what we would have, uh, what the equivalent would be. Uh, but <laughs> It'd just yeah. be a big butt. So it, it basically, the little video ends with him inviting everyone back to the mansion for caviar and champagne. Oh, and yeah. The next scene, though, is that evening, and the kids pull up to his mausoleum mm-hmm. with yeah. uh, in, the, in the hearse. To and break Jeffrey in. Combs is Jeffrey a Combs. part. A young Jeffrey Combs, I think, is third role. Yeah. They're ready to have some uh, uh, Return to the Living Dead style graveyard fun. Yeah. That's what I thought we were going to get. Some Just some light corpse desecration. Yeah. Some drugs, some nudity, some sex, right? Right. And 
another area where this movie just falls flat is it's, you can't say it's an, a horrible movie. It's just not that good yeah. because it doesn't have the fun of a return of a living dead. Like right. the, the, the teens aren't going to really party that interestingly or whatever, you know? They, yeah. They're barely uh, part. They have spaghetti dinner together well, see, with masks the on. They're movie nerds and not like punk kids. Right. Yeah. So their idea of fun is. So they're posers. No, no, they're just losers. They're just dorks. Yeah. dorks. They're just boring losers that aren't fun to watch. Yeah, do you not remember being young? We were these people without the balls to kidnap a body. Even though they're dressed like they should be ready to have fun and party and be cool. Right. See? They're like us, but we were dressed worse. Oh. Yeah. I would dress great when I was You didn't wear jeans until how old were you? doesn't matter what it is. It, we don't need to go down this road. All right. Yeah. Uh, he refused to wear jeans, and he wore house slippers out on Dirty Sixth Street. Well, well, well hang, hang on, hang on. That's Sorry. called wait, depression. Wait, wait okay. refused to wear jeans... Oh, wait. Oh, you mean he was wearing, like, pajama pants or something? No, I was wearing slacks. Not, he wouldn't take off his tuxedo. (laughs) (laughs) No, I I would wear slacks, and that was it. And slippers. Slippers sometimes. They were very comfortable. By the way, last night was the final edition of the stand-up comedy show that I've uh, co-hosted for over a decade. And I I was this close to renting a tuxedo and wearing it and not telling Duncan I was doing that. (laughs) That would have been really funny. Yeah. That would have been finally funny. Yeah, I wish yeah. you'd done that. It's just it, money, and then I'm in a tuxedo. <laughs> oh, all night. It's so, a little warm in there. Yeah. And, and yeah. I knew we were going to the bar. And, yeah. You know, yeah. Hot in the bar and everything. Um, So they break into the ma- mausoleum. Which uh, got a... Combs like a little howler monkey. He on his <laughs> on his own, like with a little help. He boys and boys and girls separate should yeah. be noted here, right? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, the, yeah. You know, the, the, the girls are all waiting out by the by the cemetery wall. That was wonderful. Thank you, right? Uh, I'm so glad that's part of the show now. Just yeah, why why would you edit? That's that's yeah. the... <laughs> gold, Jerry. Gold. Like CPR, I understand keeping in, but the burp is not productive. Look. And and the four dudes all go break into his mausoleum specifically. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Jeffrey Combs is, uh, yeah, so we get baby boy Jeffrey Combs in this. Uh, unfortunately, we don't get to see him really, like, uh, make a meal of anything, you know, yeah. in the yeah. way that he can. There's not a lot of meat on the bone. But I think he's also pretty young. And in this, like, he's trying not to. He's like third fourth yeah lead. he's he's, he's yeah. trying not, not even to that. he's the yeah, also star yeah mm. he doesn't even because yeah. the intro was weird everybody got a, their name with their character <laughs> with their character name yeah yeah can we also discuss real quick because uh, he has the little videos when they go into the mausoleum or his crypt yep. but uh his his mausoleum itself is decked out in neon lights there's a huge neon light star that's constantly flashing with his name yeah, with his yeah. name on it which is fantastic and uh, and then it, yeah, inside his crypt is just Ragzoff, Rag Conrad Ragzoff, Rag Radzoff, Ragzoff, yeah, Radzoff. He led the oh, Bolshevik Revolution, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but they have the idea to take his course back, weekend to Bernie Styles, Styles, Harry Styles, R- Ryan Styles, Ryan Styles. <laughs> we just showed our age. I said Ryan. <laughs> but yeah, so they break in through the the ceiling. But when they break in, there's these computer noises. Yeah. For some reason, I guess it's to trigger the video. This is back before people understood computers. Yeah. Well, no. Right. So in this case, right, it's, it's 1981, whatever it is, 82, that mm. the movie takes place, right? So if something is going to be automated like that, it has to be done by a computer. There's right. no personal computers. So all people have as signifiers of what a computer sounds like or does, right, is not the sound of like a, a fan turning on, which is what it would actually sound like, <laughs> right? right? right. But, it, but it's, it's the tinkling, twinkling beeps the and beep bloops, bloop, right? Bloop, bloop, bloop. Yeah. And then and then we see uh, a neon outline of a screen appear uh-huh. on a wall, and then a video <laughs> starts rolling, right? So a note for this 
there's is uh, his mausoleum is decked out in neon. His name is there in lights. So it's very much like this guy who is being treated like a bit of a has been, you know, mm-hmm. longtime movie star. He's going in with like all the new bells and whistles on his grave. He thinks of himself as a big current star. Right. That his legacy is such that he should loom that large, and that's why, of course, I have you know a neon star with my name, uh, you know, flashing on it. It's, uh, right. you know, of course I'm going to have computerized everything and, uh, mm. and then, you know, elaborate booby traps that I'll program with the computers. <laughs> He's the original jigsaw. He's... But, but, but I want to note here, right? So <clears throat> like, so, so yeah, so we're about to talk about what's in the videos. It rolls. There's booby traps. This is a guy who we have already established has mystical powers. Well, so the movie can't decide, like he comes back from the dead Right. Already, we see this before we see. So, did he make all these plans and buy all this computer stuff no, and booby trap his mausoleum I, before he knew see, that he was I, magical? I don't know. Did, did we? But did we see him have any supernatural powers prior to this? No, no, we didn't see that. And but so, like, right before this, we saw him come back from the dead and kill the director. But I think he was faking it because he wanted him to say all the I, heinous I shit that he said I took that as a, a fake. Yeah, I, I took that as a fake out. And that when he came back with mystical <clears throat> powers, it's because he was resurrected by uh, that... Uh, the, okay, the, that's teller. fine, yeah. that's fine. But now you're having to stick to the concept here that right. he was not a magical person in any way. He's right. not mystical or magical. Right. But that he died, and right before he actually died, he a little fake-out moment, right? He wasn't totally dead yet, came back, killed that guy. So just a cold-blooded murderer at this point. Right, yeah. Uh, but also somebody who was so committed to the idea of murder that he would plan these computer buy all the accoutrement, wire the mausoleum right. for, he for, got, for electricity he paid and everything. Contractors to put these things yes, together. To get contracting work done, right? Yeah. To right. have computerized booby traps spring. Like a Bond villain. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He had someone film those segments and as then, well. And then boy, when he wakes up from the dead, is his face red. He's like, I could have just done this. <laughs> I could have just used my fire powers. I could have saved too much money. <laughs> so uh they they take him back uh, to the horror society's house. Which is a, a like a big spooky mansion that apparently he filmed in at some point. Right. And uh they're they're all just like elated that his corpse is there and uh dancing with it oh yeah and uh, there's the the scene where they're eating spaghetti uh they all have masks on they're not really thinking so they can't actually put the food into their mouths right there's like these full don post rubber masks yeah one of them the the bride of frankenstein actually looked really good because it looked like it was so close to her eyelids all the masks looked cool Mm. the camera work was really fun yeah around um, another nonsensical element, but there's like fog machine constantly running through this house. Right, man, the fog to, budget to make really great like high contrast, uh, yeah. you know, photography. Sure. So it all looks great. It looks very cool, fun. Like, and it's you know, if you had it on mute and you were like listening to something scary, you could be like, oh, this is actually like a uh-huh. kind of a creepy dinner scene, right? Because mm-hmm. the kids at this point are basically acting like cultists. Right. 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 But it's not going there. These are just our teens who are about to be in trouble. Right, and they're not even seemingly partying very much. I saw one kid with a can of beer. That's the other thing. Like, you know, the, uh, Return of the Living Dead would show them just, like, doing drugs, right? Right, right. And uh, a couple of years later, a horror movie like this would show them smoking weed and, mm-hmm. you know, doing everything, right? And Maybe then, making love to the corpse. I was expecting something like that to kind of Molesting the corpse yeah. in some way. Well, or, they, you know, though, yeah. at least the, the one chick was kissing him. Uh, but she says, "What I, I always wanted to be your bride." Yes. Yeah. 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 Hey, look what else is stiff. I dare you to. <laughs> huh. 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 Anyway, you know, <laughs> you know, sex. So, <laughs> <laughs> so. 
They bring the corpse back up to the attic where they're... They're uh, putting it away in a coffin because, like, okay, we've had enough. Let's put him away. I love also, they. I, I wonder if they're going to just keep it like it's the comic in The yeah. Simpsons. They're just like, yeah. well, tomorrow we'll take it out and play with it <laughs> yeah. again. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, yeah, the leader of the group, whose name is Saint... Pretty dope. The names oh, yeah. in pretty, this movie, are yeah, crazy. the names are pretty good. Uh, the the leader, the leader of the group, kind of at one point just goes, just does like a big sigh. <sighs> well, it's been a rich, fun day, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Time to say goodnight to our to our dead idol, whom we've been molesting for the last several hours. Let's carry him back up into the attic and place him in the coffin. I mean, we're yeah, not monsters. You've all tuckered yourselves out. It's been a big day. It's 11 o'clock. By, by the way, does this mean that they, they carried his coffin from the mausoleum? Yeah. Well, because they use the hearse. And then up into the attic. Yeah. So that's a lot of work. It's a lot of legwork. Yeah. yeah. They were committed. And I mean, they even have a, what do you call that? A, you know, a pulley? Oh, the dumber, dummy... Dummy waiter. Dummy... Dum, 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 yeah, yeah. Dum, I'm sorry. <laughs> having dum, a stroke. Dum, dum. Is he... Is he... Smart, or is he like me? Anyway, I'm gonna cut that out. Yeah, please do. Uh, <laughs> I'm just quoting the movie Forrest Gump. Uh, anyway, um, so it, it cuts to uh, his wife and sh- this psychic or something. Um, Who's also from Hogan's Heroes? She is. Yeah. Oh wow. Uh, also, this house is so gaudy and crazy. I was thinking about. It, I was like, would you guys ever want like like felt like walls? With like like purple like like a Liberace pur- house? Yeah. No, no, no. Oh, yes, and that's why you've seen it in my house. <laughs> Obviously, would you ever want that? If I want it, I could have it. Then why are you selling it? I don't make look. I'm not. A, I'm not a wealthy man. I can put shit on my walls if I want to. That's fair. It's fair. Staples and felt. You're done. Yep. Um. And they are basically uh the the cops are there too, and they're just trying to figure out like oh shit. Oh, sorry. The fact that you're still so poor in your head that felt is fancy. It's not like velvet or something. It's like, you know, felt. That stuff that, you know, you buy at Michael's. It's a buck a yard, man. I could, do, I could have this room done today. Really? Um, anyway. So, fuck you. He's nouveau riche. I do. So, uh... They, the, the cops are there, too. Cause they, they all know. They're like, okay, the body is gone. Can we introduce the one cop that we need to mention? Oh, Porky? <laughs> and you're not being rude. He's just, uh, he played Porky in the Porky's films. <laughs> also, you are being rude because he's a very large man. Yeah. And, and, and he has his hair and his uh, sunglasses. I joked that he looked like he came from his detail as one of Elvis's bodyguards <laughs> right at the end. <laughs> <laughs> to then become the sheriff of whatever college town this is that has a horror society. Elvis died on the shitter earlier that day, and he needed a new <laughs> job. Time for, time for me to get a new gig. <laughs> time for me to take care of some new business. <laughs> uh, so the another dead celebrity. Perfect. <laughs> they're, they're tr- the the wife is trying to figure out, like where the fuck is my husband's corpse, and why would they take it? Why would they take it? And so she's asking the the psychic, "Can you do your thing?" Uh, and then we are treated to uh, the only scene in this movie that comes remotely close to passing the Bechdel test. <laughs> <laughs> and it's between the two most unhinged people in the entire movie. The only movie, the only scene that has two women talking to each other yeah. is absolutely off the fucking rails. Yeah. Yes. Because uh, she, okay, she's trying to find him uh, through her like, head. Where is the body? Because the spirit lives. So why can't the body Right. She says something like that. It's like because be, the body but, is but dead. dead. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So she's like, "Where are you? Where are you?" And then we cut to him in the attic in the coffin. His eyes open up. Yeah, 
and we see it's like flames. Oh yeah, they do this really fun like light effect, just like just and, get confetti. It's like Ugh. and basically he tells his wife, who is now speaking through the psychic, that uh, he's been in hell. Yes, and she, he's now back, and she's saying to take revenge and bring that hellfire onto the people that took you. So yeah. so again. Is the, are they were they currently married? Is she freshly widowed? Uh, <laughs> was it a, a lavender marriage? That's you think? I, I, absolutely that that yeah. absolutely crossed my mind. Uh, also, this scene introduces and, and again just another like it's not that's the worst movie in the world. It's just that every single scene there's missed opportunities. Something could have been oh, done yeah. better. Yeah, we are introduced to what looks like a kind of like crystal award statue. Yes, that yes. is a sizably uh, like a sturdy sizable piece. Uh, that could still be put on a desk that is the shape of a pyramid uh, that comes to a really nice, steep, uh, sharp point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and I, of course, had to point out, I guess, the other thing. Yeah, yeah. That thing's not used in a, used in a kill in this movie. That's fucking malpractice. Yeah. And yeah. they did highlight it. They made sure it was in the shots, but they were using it more as like, look, the psychic really is mystical. Look at the light twinkling off this thing right. or whatever, yeah. right? Uh, but again, it, nothing stopped you. We see it later in the movie, and it's never and it doesn't get used. Yeah. It's really unfortunate. We got a case of malpractice. Yeah. Yeah. I do want to mention, so I wonder if this was at all inspired by the true story of Charlie Chaplin's corpse being uh, kidnapped. It was taken oh. and held for ransom, but his wife basically said, uh, what would I want with his corpse? And so they found it dumped somewhere in a cemetery just out. Because he had been put in a mausoleum and somebody broke in and took him. In oh, really? England? Uh, no, so this was in... Uh, Switzerland? Switzerland, yeah, yeah. where he, he passed. Oh, wow. Pretty proud of myself for pulling that one out. I don't know. Lived his final years there. That's, uh... <laughs> I know where Joe Jeff retired. <sighs> proud as I've been in 48 hours. <laughs> uh, do you think it was inspired by uh, the story of Graham Parsons' friends uh, uh, taking him out the Joshua Tree? Oh, oh, because Graham Parsons Gra- was into like Grand all that. Theft Par- well, it wasn't, a, it wasn't a cult thing. It was Grand Theft Parsons was the Johnny Knoxville movie made about it. Uh, oh. Gra- Graham Parsons died. And uh, a couple of his uh, closest drinking and drugging buddies decided that, like, no, what Graham wanted was to be taken out to Joshua Tree and and uh, cremated there. He wanted to be burned out at Joshua Tree, so they stole his corpse, took him out to Joshua Tree, and uh, tried to burn him. Wow! Whoa! And uh, I assume they weren't successful. No, I believe the cops got him before they could uh, finish finish the job. But so it wasn't a cult thing, because wasn't he into the occult? Grand Parsons uh, just, a little, you know, just you know, cosmic American folk ways, you know, like right. it, it wasn't into the occult so much as just acid doing acid. All right, yeah, because I thought he and a uh, what's his face Scientology guy had crossed paths at some point. Oh, I don't know, because he was very steeped in the occult, the Aleister Crowley kind of thing, and then co-opt some of the ideas and put it into Scientology. Well, Grand, oh. Par- Grand Parsons is from like uh, old money New England people, so there might have been some kind of connection that I don't, I'm unaware of. Sure, huh? Some sort of Dunwich horror, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, then... Country fight done which horror. <laughs> no, I, I, I wanted to bring up the Graham Parsons thing because I was trying to think of a version of this that'd be like more fun. That's just like, yeah, that, that Graham Parsons comes back to life and like, uh, you know, makes people OD on psychedelics. And, wait, let's you know, wait like, for recycling. Well, but, but now that I say that, I, yeah, well, I'm just describing Mandy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which is a better movie than this. Way better movie, yeah. yeah. So, um... Then but he, now he's he's alive. He's alive. His c- coffin sort of explodes. Uh, no, it yeah, definitely yeah, explodes. Yeah, yeah, it explodes as though he's going to come exploding out of it, but the lid just explodes. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> but there's fire. It's cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. 
Uh, and then he's he's walking around. And but, but again, you can't have him exploding out of it because we're talking about a 78-year-old man. <laughs> yeah. He's just an old man wearing a costume. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's the thing. It's not... Because we see who it is, there's no mystery. Right. We Pajama-like don't like and, costume. Right. <laughs> and this is tissue where... Tissue paper skin. Right. And, and you see him, like, walking around the house and he takes the dummy waiter down because it's, you know, a lot of stairs. And he... It's not menacing at all. It's he's just not, like, oh. He's not monsterfied in any way. No. Right. Uh, he he was actually scarier alive. Because he well, could yeah. just like, fuck you. <laughs> it's like, well, uh, you, he could ruin I'm, your career. I'm rich. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, we, this is where the movie at least picks up a little bit. Uh, where now we, like the, there's a couple uh, that are about to bang. Yeah. And uh, oh, wait, but just before this. Oh. So we have uh, one of the gang. I can't remember her name. Meg. And oh, she's, yes. She's sort of the goody two shoes, I guess, of the group. But she calls his widow to yeah. say, hey, I'm with the people that took him. And she's going to, I, I want to help you. And she's going to say something else. Oh, somebody's coming. Which just means one of her friends is approaching. So she hangs up the phone and then covers herself in blankets. Yeah, yeah, she she does not know that they're that the resurrected horror star is right. going to kill everybody right at this point, right? Uh, supernatural slasher style. So right. so if she does hear somebody, she must think it's one of her friends coming. So yeah. off the phone. Also, how do you have this woman's phone number? Right. Like, haven't you, you done just, enough? We, we we just cut to she's in the room on the phone with the widow. <laughs> I would love to see uh, Robert like, Stack this, this do is a unsolved celeb- mysteries about this. This is a celebrity's this. ex or current spouse. Right. Yeah. And this is I don't pre- think she's in the phone Google. book. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right? But it, but so when she covers herself up, uh, hiding, uh, it's what's his face? It's well, Conrad. He, he opens the door. He looks around, and then he just leaves. <laughs> like nothing happens. Why did that I wish happen? He was like, oh, sorry, sorry. Uh, the only excuse is that uh, is that we're just being given some kind of redeeming action on back sure. the character yeah. to make us sympathize with her as you know the final girl, right? right? But she yeah. doesn't follow up on it, and she could have easily followed up on. Yeah, this. the movie just leaves things there that yeah. could have been developed properly and mm-hmm. paid off, and it just it never does. So, uh, and it's also out of left field. I feel like we hadn't really interacted with this character prior. To no, this. no, uh, no. You're right. We had not, and we're like a good third of the way through the movie, mm-hmm. and then she's going to become, you know, the, the the I guess main protagonist by the end of it. Right. And she's the best actor in the movie. I think we all agree. Yes, best, man. best performance in the movie. It's a really, it's a big performance. But the thing about a movie that's not that good that you kind of already know is on the B level is that you can you can give a big, huge for the rafters performance as long as your commitment reads correctly, oh, yeah. right? Sure. Right? Like then it's just gonna work. Yeah. Yeah. And it does. Like, yeah, she's she, she's great. And she looks a little bit like Barbara Crampton. And, a little bit. And, and, yeah, and, yeah. and I think we all came out of this movie with some respect for that lady whose whose name we never learned. Who this is their yeah, last Meg. movie. Last yeah. film, last performance, yeah. but she did do a reality show pilot uh, as a family the Mitchell that makes donuts. Family, yeah. yeah. The Winchell family. The so. Winchell, that's yeah. what I am. Winchell Project. The Winchell Project. Yeah. Want to get that right. We don't upset their fans. <laughs> uh, so the the couple are going to start to bang, but they hear something or they see a shadow of uh, Conrad walking around. And so well, they... and this is classic 80s movie making out where she's naked, basically, and he's in jeans. <laughs> he's wearing jeans. <laughs> so he's just got that zipper rubbing up against her coochie. But nice, tight jeans. Like, he seems like he can't bend to the knees. So he's, just, <laughs> oh, yeah. he's just kind of lowering his torso down onto her. 
But so yeah, he throws on a, a little number, a little sheer number, and then goes to uh, investigate. Well, I, I I do want to point out because oh, yeah. Yeah, he's yeah, wearing yeah. the jeans, and then he puts on a gray hooded sweatshirt. Oh, that's right, uh, a, yeah. a, a gray sweatshirt, and he really looks like he's wearing the Kevin Bacon uh, in Footloose outfit, uh, and he's got like a studded leather cuff on his on his wrist. So oh, I, yeah. I I joked that I I then just wanted to see him do the dance montage, but it's like Dio's stand up and shout, <laughs> Footloose. Food loose. That's not Dio. <laughs> uh, Holy diver. <laughs> I wish I could join in on this. I'm so bad at that. I'm so bad at No, you're not. You do accents. a great Jack Nicholson. Uh, well, I see. I, the, well, you do a great Christian Slater trying to do Jack for Nicholson. For those who listen to the show, I am always listening for a way to wedge a Jack Nicholson line into this thing. But uh, now I can't do that. But no, the, the only version of that, that I have is, uh, is I like to sing anything in the style of Neil Diamond. Ooh. Oh, oh, yeah. okay. Oh, that's a, so you can't give us that. that. You don't have to do it right now, no, no, but yeah. before the end, I'd yeah, like it's got to be a song it. that I know. But let, but let, let's 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 see if it can be worked out. Okay, okay, okay. All right, okay. Okay. All right. All right. stay for the end. Uh, but so uh, what? Oh, uh, so a uh, sweatshirt goes up to the attic to investigate, right? Yeah, and then Conrad locks the door behind him, and then he, <laughs> oh, I'm a cheeky little devil. <laughs> he's he's searching around uh, in the attic for, and he sees that the. Uh, well, but the coffin this, is is not exploded now. It is yeah, uh, it's fine. Open. It's but, but he's there. Conrad is there. I think uh, he's like, oh, he shit. He, yes, he, yeah, his body's in it, and the the lid is open, and so he leans over to look at him, and just as he does, his tongue is grabbed really hard, and he yanks it out. Yeah, and one little great like insert shot of Conrad's face when he's like trying to pull the tongue out, and he's like, nah. and, yes, he also he licks, licks his lips yeah, a little bit. He yeah, the tongue. Oh, that's great. Uh yeah, and then he kills him, and he puts him in the dummy yeah, waiter, and then that's it. It could be bloodier. It could be this more dramatic. Could, see, there, there are some kills that are super lame, and then there are some kills you're like, oh, shit. Well, there's enough going on with the kill. You're like, ah, oh, this is it. But yeah. it does, never quite gets over the line of paying It's off. like and, bad ecstasy. Well, oh, okay. <laughs> but I, I think Bad the, ecstasy is my favorite New Order twelve. <laughs> bad ecstasy is what I call sex <laughs> uh, with me. <laughs> but uh, no, no. Uh, I think too much just, speed because they just didn't have the money, and they probably spent it all on uh, spoiler alert uh, a severed head later. Right. Well, because th- this is not really a bloody movie at all. Like that's really the bloodiest we there's, get. There's a the fire stunt. Head. There's a fire stunt. Well, well the fire stunt. That's yeah. true. Yeah. That's and that's when the the girl who was uh, he, she, he was about to have sex with she's looking for him, and then she gets freaked out, walks outside, and he, uh, Conrad's just like chilling out there by a tree with tons of fog. And uh, and then he does. This is his first time doing scanner shit. Yes, where he close, makes her close up on his uh, temples and eyes as yeah. he touches yeah. his temples. He, like, I he, have as, a migraine as he pulls his eyes at the corner, like like yeah. me play joke, me go pee pee in your coke style. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> something that uh, we're the last generation that grew up doing that, and uh, that's a good thing. Uh, I grew up seeing people like you do it and, yeah. s- and saying, <laughs> and saying <laughs> no, sir. This ends now. <laughs> this stops with my generation. Uh, <laughs> oh, man, you're not wrong. <laughs> so she explodes and... Uh, Don't do an accent after that. <laughs> yeah. uh, she, she lights, she's set on fire. Yeah, she, she is spontaneously combusted by his pyrokinetic powers. And this yeah. is, again, at this point, if I'm him, right? I'm, looking, I'm going like, man... That mausoleum shit was cockamamie. <laughs> I could just do this to all of them. 
Yeah, why I'm doesn't a pyromancer? He, yeah. Yeah, why doesn't he do that for everyone else? He, he like he's trying too hard. I, I I joked that because so so like he came back from hell and he had the the firepower that he's like Ghost Rider. <laughs> if Ghost Rider didn't attach himself to like a biker but instead to, Vince, like, oh, to Vincent Price. <laughs> just, an old, just a weak, old, fey actor. <laughs> so just disclaiming his ghostwriter, yeah. Uh, I wish I could do a oh, Vincent man. Price. Can oh. I do a Vincent Price? I don't know if I can. You've done it before. Hello. No, uh, You're Ted's a Crypt Keeper. <laughs> I'm, I, well, I mean, potato, potato. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to do it. No, um, okay. I'll do it, try to do it later. I'll find it later. I, maybe another drink. Uh, Lord. Uh, <sighs> Yeah, but uh, so the the pyro thing I thought was a well done stunt. Yeah, it was nice. for the most part, except when we cut. It to was a B. On... It was a B at best. Yeah, well, it, yeah, it's, it's the not way the it was best shot. It's just like you could see, you know, it's she the, the no, stunt no, person trying to cover her face, right? And... But and if you have a little more money, you have a better stunt suit to do it. I, yeah. Like you, you get you get Michael Myers in Halloween two, which is amazing. The fire, yeah, yeah. Like, right. yeah well, God, even the at the what the. Uh, uh, SAG protests over the over the summer. Mm-hmm. There was a stuntman yeah. fully lit uh, lit up. It was it was fucking rad. That, that stuff yeah. is so scary to me. I know they put the what, the jelly or whatever like to coating their entire body mm-hmm. to not get burned. Yeah. I'm just like how how did we figure that yeah, out? It's the for... fumes of a plastic petroleum byproduct that yeah. ignite while mm. also insulating. The thing it's touching, the the human skin and hair and stuff. It's wild. Would it's you do so... that if you had the opportunity just as like, hey, let's try Ooh, it out? I don't know. But with the, a team of professionals. Ugh, I don't know. Uh, maybe. You know, it's, I, it's a maybe for me. You already know I don't like goo or like, you know, I, weird stuff. I would have. Creams. I, this, this is so stupid to be like, yeah, I'm going to do the fire stunt. Well, I, welcome to the show. I would really have to rehear- like research what's the special effects company I'm working with. Right. Sure. Yeah, that, I mean, sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, what? No, uh, nothing. What? Nothing. It doesn't matter. I'm not going to go down that route. You can cut it out. Just say it. That's, no. Fine. I'd also have to take out a uh, life so, insurance policy on on uh, right, and then at the last minute uh, have a reason why I'm sick, and he has to do the stunt. And then, <laughs> yeah. And then... Uh, <laughs> and it's almost a perfect murder until Lieutenant Columbo is on the case. <laughs> That's one of my favorite... Well, I love those kinds of things. There's a stuntman one, but then there's one where... Uh, this magician who does a uh, like uh, what is it a guillotine? Yeah, a guillotine. Uh-huh. Uh, someone fiddles with it and his head actually gets cut off. Oh, oh what so, a horrible yeah. accident! Oh, yeah. Until Columbo shows. Yeah, up. you gotta watch Poker Face. That Ryan. I love awful, Poker Face. Awful Ryan Johnson show. I love it because oh, it's hate just it? like Columbo. It's so it's cornball. A, you're the one. Guys, guys, okay, I didn't think I was gonna do this on microphone. I have a very dear friend that I went to high school with who uh, rose up in the ranks in Hollywood and works for Ryan Johnson's production company. Cool. We never talked about this before. Uh, he and I have never because. I really like one or two things Ryan Johnson has done, but beyond that, I think he, I think he is a good director and an absolutely dog shit writer uh, who always yeah. works too many like little elements. I, the poker face stuff, like what we all like about it, is its episode of the week format. Yeah. You know, it's like uh, she's like Columbo. I mean, literally, she's doing Columbo lines at one point. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like, did we need the thing where she like has? Uh, <laughs> She, oh, the she magic just power. knows if you you can are telling a lie. She's a that magic felt power. like a little lazy. That felt like the Saint Bernard in cuffs that can literally smell crime. Oh my god, I You're forgot. Bringing it back or the number of uh, like and it's it's truly like every Ryan Johnson property has this and and like where it really fell off because I I liked Brick. Brick is goofy but fun. Oh yeah, I like yeah. The, 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 and it's a relatively grounded story, right? Like mm-hmm. 
the the conceit is that these kids are talking like you know like old twenties yeah hardcore detective fiction. Uh, but otherwise, it takes place contemporaneously. Uh, beyond that, the Brothers Bloom, his next movie is like I've never seen somebody go from having like an original production, original idea that got so celebrated as it was, to just blatantly trying to copy a um, a contemporary. Uh, it's just him doing Wes Anderson. He's just doing a Wes Anderson movie. Yeah, I can see that. Um, yeah. Then the one everyone loved is Looper, which is just the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. Oh, that's the Bruce Willis. It yeah, is yeah. chock a block with things that are like layered into the, that are layered into it for like world building. But if you take two seconds, you realize you know if the technology existed for this little crop duster thing to like fly by like that, then literally all of the other technology of how cities operate would be different. Like it, like you wouldn't have streets. You know, you I like that we, we started with Frightmare, and that wasn't enough for him. No. He's got a shit on movies people like. <laughs> oh, my God. We got him all worked up. Do you like the part Do you like the part where there's a thing where they return their gun that says, Looper's Blunderbuss here? <laughs> at, the, at the mob hideout that the cops know about, you put the sign up that says, murder evident, murder weapon evidence arrows pointing at it. Fuck you, Brendan. I swear to God. Or how about Knives Out? Truly one of the worst things I've ever seen in my life. What? Knives Out. Knives Out. The entire thing hinges. Oh, we're just going, we're going all the way. <laughs> the entire thing hinges on the idea that this guy, this writer, right, oh is uh, so fucking clever. No, he's not a writer. So he's an actual detective. No, he's no, talking about the, the writer. Uh, the guy, Christopher the guy Plummer. Who, oh. Yes. The guy whose fortune is the actual thing everybody wants, right? Sure. I don't give a shit about, about the Daniel Craig's awful corn pone bullshit accent. Horrible <laughs> accent work in that cut movie. Cut all this out. <laughs> I would actually have to edit this. Christopher Blummer is this genius, right? Mm -hmm. And the reason that he takes the dramatic action he does in the moments that he does is because we're supposed to think that he believes in that moment he has been given a lethal overdose of morphine, right? Mm -hmm. Put aside the fact that he gets injected his drugs every single night and knows what they feel like, right? If you feel like you, you guys have never taken a lethal dose of morphine. I don't know how much morphine you've ever had injected into you. Like, how whatever long? will kill you, minus three. Okay, Eric, how long did it take for you to realize, oh, I feel different. This doesn't feel like my insulin. You know, it was a little slower than you'd think, because I was pretty drunk. Okay. Yeah. Well, he Wait, was not. What? He was not. No, I've never taken morphine. <laughs> like, okay. You've taken morphine? Again, again, if you think you've been given a legal dose of morphine, in about 10 seconds, if you've had it injected in your... Like, this is like a fucking heavy opiate, and it's been administered intravenously, right? Right. You're going to feel that within 60 seconds. You're going to know, ah, this is definitely uh, something Lethal. different. It's more, uh, you'll know it's fucking morphine. And he just instantly goes like, no time to wait this out. Time to kill myself in the most elaborately stupid way possible. <laughs> it's just so dumb. It's so dumb. And every single episode of that show, uh-huh. it just relies on some idiotic contrivance. And that's the kind of welcome the to detective boring TV. fucking writing. <laughs> it's the kind of boring thing that it's fine if uh-huh. you're in a certain circumstance, certain era. You're limited by budget. You're limited by form, right? Like you're making TV in the '70s, and you have to sure. make forty of these, right? Right. They're going to be formulaic. But for somebody to say, "Well, I'm going to lampshade how dumb this is in the writing." And that's going to be how I get around how dumb it is. It doesn't make it any less dumb. So did you, I take it then you did not see the follow-up to Knives Out. You could not make me watch that movie at gunpoint. I know well, we're doing on the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> is it bad? Is it bad? It's Does wonderful. Everyone agree? Oh, it's, okay. It's... Well, I guess we can't watch it on this show. <laughs> well, so, Brendan. Please cut around that. I, I, I'm so- <laughs> 
I'm so tired. We, I hosted a comedy show for 11 years, and we, we ended it last night, and the three of us were at a bar last night. And, oh, yeah. Uh, we almost closed it out. I'm falling asleep on Mike. Okay. But, so, yeah, so, Frightmare. Frightmare. Where were we? Okay, so... Uh, Brendan, Brendan uh, you know, you don't enjoy fun, so what, what, uh, what happened next? <laughs> so... Uh, so we, we are now in the night of kills. Okay. So uh, so the the couple were killed, and uh, it's a fly. Yeah. And um, a then uh, okay, they're gone. And who else dies next? I, uh, so the next two to die, oh, I believe, the, the one are, that kissed are Combs and Bobo, and the and the, and the, and the, the, the hair blonde hair street girl, yeah. hair street girl. She okay. She uh, hears voices, goes upstairs, and the uh, the coffin is floating and crushes her head. Yes, and then that she... was a really lame kill. So lame, very lame, because it, you know he's using his telekinesis to lift this heavy coffin. Yeah, but they can't get a lot of um, kineticism into the shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's just this this like big wooden box essentially. You know what it that, felt like? that that looks like it's very slowly being pushed toward her. Yeah, yeah. and that, she just stands there, and then she just stands there. And we don't even see her physically get impacted by it. We see the camera get obscured, and then we see the box pull away, and she, like, spits some blood. Yeah. But yeah. she doesn't there's, – there's not markings or, like, here's an opportunity for some gore. Yeah. Yeah. And, what, again, that, that points to, hey, we don't have any money. Yeah. But they didn't – there are ways to do this cleverly when you have no budget. We've seen it on some of these crap movies before. Do it in silhouette. You're good at lighting. Yeah. Right. <laughs> So then Bobo is uh, called to the mausoleum. This is another guy who wears a bowling shirt. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> also, i got to point out Bobo is his actual name. Because sometimes on the show, you'll say Bobo. Bobo somebody. Yeah, yeah. His name. It's, finally, it's I found a, my Bobo. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. the real Bobo. It's the real Bobo. And uh, he's called the mausoleum. And then the video comes out like, hello, welcome back. Now you'll notice these smoke machines. Uh, a new trap has been triggered. Yeah, which, which that also means is, again the contractor's like, so you want me to pour fucking poison gas in under and, your coffin? And, and he's expecting multiple people yep. to break into <laughs> yep. his mausoleum yep. over time, and each one has to have its own unique video and death. That's right. Yeah. Uh, but Jeez. then again, he does have a couple of videos of the smoke thing. He's like, oh, welcome back. Another smoke machine death. And uh, anyway, so he dies. And then uh, he ju- dies. And we should note uh, is trapped in the mausoleum. Dead, right. Dead on the floor. Right. That, that's noteworthy because we will return to the mausoleum Please. and he is nowhere to be found. Just Rats. never, 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 never explained. So now it's Saint uh, Blonde Girl who's trying to be nice. And Meg. Jeffrey Combs. Meg. Yes. And uh, and. They're like, where is everyone? And because uh, there's also that rotting, burning corpse in the front lawn, which which they never noticed all day. Yeah, yeah. Like, they just never looked at that side of the house, and so and no neighbors complained. <laughs> right, uh, those damn horror societies. I think I was going to say those damn whores. Those damn whores. See, it's it's hard. Uh, so Jeffrey Cohn, uh, Saint, I was like, you gotta go upstairs because you gotta check on the body or something. I don't know. And it goes up there. I really don't even understand. And at this point, the movie feels like, okay, wrap up, let's, people. Let's go. Yeah, three yeah. more of these. Yeah, I guess we gotta, we gotta, you know, finish you off. So, but hey, but we got Jeffrey Combs, baby boy Jeffrey Combs. But we know what he's capable of. Oh yeah. And, and there's a bit of good physical acting, a little bit, as he, you know, climbs the staircase, is pursued by the. <laughs> incredibly unthreatening old man. <laughs> it really does feel like you can nudge him and he die. Absolutely. Well, he's so old you could honk a car horn and he would <laughs> that's collapse. Right. That's right. That's right. You could you could just really huff and puff and blow his fucking ass away. <laughs> you could tell him your pronouns are they them and he would die. <laughs> you could show him the black president <laughs> from a few years ago. 
two times. Uh, so Venterprise uh, uh, grabs a fucking pirate's sword. It's just on the wall. On the yeah. wall. And it cuts Jeffrey Combs' head off. And it falls... It, this is in the and middle the, of the house. The action is not great. No. Yeah. But the pay, this is the only death where you get a payoff that is in keeping with what you want from the genre. Mm-hmm. That's not just like, you know, oh, is, this, is the kill gory? Is it interesting? Whatever. But do they do anything fun with it? Right? Yeah. And this is, again, where it's the only fun the movie seems to want to have. Jeffrey Combs' head detaches from his body. We see the old man dragging a dummy with like a decapitated, you know, neck uh, spurting blood. So, you know, all right. Yeah. But then we get a fun tracking shot of Jeffrey of a Jeffrey Combs head still oozing blood. Nicely made looking thing. Yeah. Like, it really was a, a very uh, pretty uh, looking severed head that rolls down the stairs, and we see it tumble end over end down the stairs. Then we're outside from a ground level shot, looking at the front door. It comes rolling out the front door. Yeah, it's it's it, it's the best part of the movie. And it oh, yeah. lands in the lawn, and it's totally Jeffrey Combs' head, or he's the real Jeffrey. Yeah, buried he's buried in underground. The yeah, and then the raven that's in it uh, at one point comes over and starts pecking at it. And this is the best acting in the entire movie because like this bird is fucking There's pecking. An actual bird that is like pecking at his neck to yeah. pick up a, a you know a fake piece of flesh. Yeah, to get it to and look he like. is not flinching. I guess you saw his lip like. There, there's a there's a there's a little quiver in his mouth you can see right because it gives it really he was him. not paid enough but that scene and that kill feels like what the movie should have been exactly. going yes. back to the because again this echoes Vincent Price and you can't shake it off there's so many Vincent Price movies when he's a little older in the 70s that have these very camp deaths mm-hmm. he's playing it to the hilts and he does have little one-liners when he mm-hmm. commits murders like Madhouse and some of these movies yeah and I think that that you know is what maybe when they started the movie that was the idea and it just would, didn't translate. Yeah, save it for recycling, but but yeah, but uh, but I, I think we also came out of this agreeing that like technically the thing is made competently enough, sure. especially because you can you can see in the movie not literally seams, but you can see the seams that show for lack of budget, mm-hmm. and then you can see what they did more with less on, mm-hmm. right? And that's great. But most of the problems with this movie come down to uh, script supervisor and story editor stuff. Like yeah. it, it's just. It's an underbaked idea that is not written through enough to give them ideas to 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 you know do more with less with. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, so there, there there'll be more to say and ideas for this later. Yeah. On. So mm-hmm. the the saint and uh, good girl. Um, she, the, she goes like upstairs to look for Jeffrey Collins or something. I don't know. She what's goes going to the on. basement, the cellar. She goes to the basement. Yeah. yeah. And. Um, and uh, is that where she's like freak? Or wait, I thought she goes back. She goes down the basement and then she gets freaked out a little bit. Yeah, and she then she miss with him. runs all the way back up to the attic and uh, sees that, uh, or he, she's being chased by him or something like that, yeah. right? And uh, and she doesn't know what to do because she's like, oh my god, he's alive. She gets like this spear or something and uh, rams it through his chest, and it looks like, oh shit, he's dead. Yeah, he's but, impaled. But see, he's... that's the first time I was thinking, like, oh wait, so was he alive this entire time? Well, he's reanimated. Yeah, he's, he's well, see, back. I, he's I, back from the dead. Because she mentioned specifically, the body can live if the spirit can live. So he is like still a physical being. He's not a ghost. Right. Right. And uh, that was kind of fun, the little gore stuff in that. But uh, well, and a little the, bit of what I thought was maybe supposed to be his heart or something. A little bit of flesh hanging on the end yeah, of yeah. the. Yeah. yeah, I thought that was you know cool. And uh, so Saint comes up and he's like, oh, uh, I'll take the body back to the well, mausoleum. Because she falls and hits her head. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah that's so right. So she's unconscious. She's injured in the battle. Yeah. And uh, 
So the run, the race back to this, <laughs> the mausoleum, the cemetery, it's just like, oh man, this, again, the scenes that you're seeing, you're talking about is like, there, it's this really long shot of uh, him running where with uh, Conrad over his shoulder. <laughs> and it's obvious that the old man is like having another heart attack. Just like, I hope you don't yeah. drop me because he is like wrapping his yeah. arms yeah. around yeah, his waist. You can see waist. his arms move to secure himself grabbing the guy who's carrying him. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, then he, he puts him back in there. And that's when another video comes on like, welcome back. Those new thanks gas. For, thanks for continuing to come back here over and over again for some he, reason. I guess he just expected welcome so many people to, to rob his grave. Of the hidden temple. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, uh, but he gets out. Cause, well, because Conrad does come back alive. I just just want to notice Bobo nowhere to be found. No, no Bobo. That's it. There, there, no, should no be a, Bobo. there should be a Bobo corpse there. He should be uh -huh. reacting to it. We should be getting you know more payoff, more payoff, more payoff. That's what this movie doesn't do. No. Yeah, and he's in a lime green shirt. We would see him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and From so, space. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Saint is chased throughout all the the cemetery. He is very clumsy, by the way. And uh, he finds himself in, I guess, the uh, the crematorium. Yes. And uh, he, uh, Vince, uh, Conrad finds him there, does his scanner shit, and uh, he puts him in one of the coffins, puts him in the incinerator, and, oh, and they, we do cut back to at least uh, the Meg uh, with the cops, and I guess she just told him everything that happened. It's that, what's usually the end of the horror movie. Yeah. Uh, even though we have more. And it's her, like, she's catatonic, basically. Well, what happened, Meg? And she's just shaking, and they've got her in that victim blanket. And then they walk her towards uh, the cop car, and just for a moment, she panics because a cop with his bare hands is holding Jeffrey Combs' severed head and putting it into a garbage bag. He was, he was fingering the neck hole. It was like a bowling ball. Yeah, he, was, he was gripping it from the nostrils. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't want to get blood on me. Gross. <laughs> and even the cop looked like he kind of gave a little smirk. Is like, yeah, this is crazy, right? Um, Jesus. I'm glad copping has improved. So you think the movie would end with the the final girl surviving, explaining things to the cops. Sure. But this movie can't decide how it wants to end and just really knows that it doesn't want to leave you on like a satisfying beat or anything. It just wants to kind of give you a <laughs> meh at the end. So where do we go? I, I literally Back to the mausoleum. Oh, so the, the widow, his, his, yeah. his body's been returned. The coffin is open and she's saying goodbye one more time. She's there with the psychic. And she says her goodbyes. And the psychic says, well, you go to the car. I need one more moment with him. And at this point, we get a reveal that it sounds like from what she's saying. She starts to, you know, peel rings off of him. All these gifts right. you promised me. It sounds like they had been having an ongoing affair. Yeah. Or it. it That's what it I took like, it to me. Yeah, yeah. Because she also is just searching him and finds a wad of cash. And like, well, no, no, no. She's the wife. It is the wife who's doing that. Who, who is. So, and but, this is. Wait, wait, the psychic? The psychic? No, the, no. The psychic The psychic leaves the room. No, 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 no. No, the, the wife, wife leaves the room. The wife with the dark hair leaves the room. That's... The psychic lady is the one saying these things. I am 100% Brandon. positive. You're going to research. You're going to look it up? I I just I could have sworn the dark haired lady was his wife and she stayed in the room. No, and no, no. But she was, was his wife, left. but she yeah. left. I was, I know. I I could have sworn she was the one who stayed and took his rings. No, and the blonde. The blonde it was, it was, stayed. It was the from Hogan's Heroes lady. Uh, okay, then yeah. I then that makes sense. I get it. But again, the nature of the wife's current status relationship with this main character right. is too nebulous because yeah. of well, the circumstances under which we meet her. 
the way that they be, the way that they act, the way that he acts, like namely like a gay guy. Uh, right. Like, <laughs> like all villains of a certain era in popular culture, it was just like they're kind of gay. Yeah. We're not saying that, but like yeah, you know, going even even recent history, like Jafar. Right. 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 Scar. James Adomian has a whole bit about it. Oh, gay, gay right. villains. Yeah. All right. Well, never mind. Um, it's been done. Well, he's so she's like you know taking all the rings off and like takes a stopwatch, blah blah blah, and then she's reaching in his uh, coat pocket and finds a huge wad of cash. You thought you could take it with you, and I guess it doesn't. The video doesn't start yet. Anyway, he comes back to life again, and then he gets the cash, which crams it down her throat. At this point, how does he come back to life? Previously. That she had to bring him back to life, right? Who cares? Unless the very first time he comes back to life to kill the director guy, he was he was, he had really died, and his hell powers let him come back to get his revenge in that moment. <sighs> well, we didn't see him die again after he was resurrected. Yeah, after he was chasing. We just the see Saint. him because well, yeah. he killed Saint. He killed Saint, and then suddenly mm-hmm. he's back in his coffin. So right. I guess he hasn't been killed. Yeah, that's he's the thing. just he... pretending this whole, again now. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. he... he loves his little Jake. What is the fucking plan? How are you spending eternity? You're just getting, you're gonna lay in a coffin waiting for someone to show up and trip your fifth video and punking people. Yeah, he's yeah he has a, a slew of videos on standby right, and for any situation too, and uh, and he's always just like eat, drinking you know champagne or eating caviar. Like oh, or smoking a cigarette. Like I didn't see you there, and it's yeah. it's so fucking stupid. That's uh, how I'm gonna go. And she dies. Another video plays well, again. Well, yeah, he shoves the cash into her mouth. Yeah, and she collapses. And it reminded me a little of in misery when he ate it, ate it. Yes. Yeah. Um, and he does another video where it's like, and it, it it feels like wait, was this the moral of the story? Is like don't mess with the dead or have more respect for the dead. Yeah. Which and, and I don't. he he says it's video of him outside and just as we've seen it, but now there's a flame effect over it. He goes, hell isn't so bad. The food is a little overdone, and the champagne's from California. <laughs> Which did you take advantage of that? How droll! Right. <laughs> do, do you mean do you mean as a Californian, or yeah. as, or as a maker of fine wines? Both. <laughs> Mr. Coppola, tell us. <laughs> he gives a shit. <laughs> and yeah, and then uh, I hope you've learned not to, or to be not to mess with the dead, something like that. And then it just sort of. So at the end, out. so is the last video supernatural then? Did he know he was going to go to hell? And, I mean, and, and who did the post work? So, like, the, that's the, 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 the fire it's the, it's the contractors, it's the editors, yeah. it's all these people behind the scenes, which are way more fascinating than any of these characters in the film. Well, the editor was Dischead from uh, Hellraiser 4. There's, <laughs> a, <laughs> there's an incredible. Well, nope, hang on. Here it is. Now I'm, I'm going recycling. Hellraiser 3. Oh, you're just, right. Hell yeah, on Earth. This is not recycling because this is a different movie entirely. The better movie that's in this is the story of the last years of this uh, this movie star's life as he's losing the losing his grip on reality, right? Mm-hmm. So basically, it's Sunset Boulevard, only we just tell the story of Barbara Stanwyck in the five years before... Uh, uh, Gloria Swanson. Gloria Swanson and uh, God, man, I can't. William Holden. William Holden shows up. Thank you. Yeah. So like, so so just give me the story of the last five years of this guy's life while he's doing commercial, doing commercials by day and kind of losing his grip on reality and committing murder, practical murder. Wait a minute, that's that's recycling and right there. That's up. Yeah, no, no, that's no, actually no, not that bad. No, that's a different movie. What is it? It's taking elements from this movie. Okay, I, I said I'm afraid I'm getting into recycling. All right, well, we're in recycling now, so okay. uh, continue. God, fuck up the what whole do you, okay. what do you think? The only other things I can add to this, then, like that. So, so there's a better movie or an interesting movie that's to be made that's just that, right? It's, yeah. it's a grounded thing, 
and it's uh, it's it's uh, like Shadow of the Vampire. Like he, yeah, he becomes convinced as an avatar of horror movies, right? That he's touched by the divine, mm-hmm. by by the divine dark prince himself. That he's an ambassador of of hell, and that he's going to create hell on earth for these people yeah. who will you know who have forgotten him, but also won't leave him alone. Or right. one of the these fans of some yeah. yeah. The only other thing I could I could suggest in this right that I thought about was. Uh, as I so often do when I think, okay, remake this movie, and if it's got so the biggest problem is that the the horror star is not a very compelling bad guy, mm-hmm. so you have to add more personality quirks and or bring an actor in who can just whip up the insanity out of nothing. Right. I think we all know that I'm suggesting this movie needs to star Nicolas Cage. So, Ooh. so I start. I started with. I started with right, like because they did that bad Renfield movie. That's yeah, like it's yeah. like pretty. Yeah. O- it's pretty okay it's fine, when but... when Nicholas Cage and Nicholas Holt are on screen yeah. and unwatchable garbage any moment that they're not. Oh man! So uh, Ben Schwartz, as much as I love him, man. So, but but I thought about that and be like, you could do a similar tone here, and you could do like the you know this guy's losing his grip on reality. Obviously, Vampire's Kiss is the the right. classic Cage for sure. that, right? But then I thought to myself, well, okay, if you're going to remake this particular movie, maybe you don't have to have Nicolas Cage do it because maybe there's another actor who's capable of bringing a lot of weird mannerisms to inhabiting a part who could ply on some quirks and stuff who's already in the original movie. What if Jeffrey Combs is the horror star? Okay. Oh, okay. Jeffrey Combs, as we know, star of Stuart Gordon's Reanimator and from Beyond, and, and he, he's got the actual filmography, right? For he's, that. And he's from this movie. He is somebody. It's like a can, JCVD sort of setup exactly, where exactly. he's playing himself. He could be that guy. Oh, that'd and, be interesting. And, and the horror society are the kinds of people who go to these conventions that he, basically us. that he goes to all the time. Right? Yeah, that, is, that are like a part of his his life now. Right. As he is losing his grip on reality. Uh, and starting to confuse his past roles with his actual life and believing that he is imbued with the divine power of Satan, etc. So, so yeah. So it or could, maybe it could Cthulhu? Be... <laughs> Cthulhu? 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 Is, wait, is, Cthulhu? Is Cthulhu like a Jola? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know how hard it is to draw lip liner on every one of those individual <laughs> tentacles to outline every tentacle? <laughs> Chalulu's mouth. <laughs> you mortals are stupid. <laughs> I'm a great old boy, cat. <laughs> you don't even know. <laughs> there will be a, a thousand years of darkness, okay? <laughs> Sanity is a fragile mask you're playing. <laughs> Wait, how do you pronounce it? Cthulhu? It's Cthulhu. Yeah. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Do you say Dex Axe Machina? <laughs> oh, god damn it. Oh, fuck. I feel like we should just end there. <laughs> so, yeah, the Chathulu. Ch- oh. <laughs> oh, man, my stomach hurts. <laughs> uh, um, uh, damn it. Yeah, what's uh, your recycling rate? Damn, I don't know. Um... I, but I I, I I do say that 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 idea is really great. Like grounding it more in reality, and it's somebody losing touch. 
Yeah. And yeah. I, I was going to think about that's either... that's a Vincent Price movie where he oh. becomes his movie character. That's that the, he kills uh, the Theater of Blood. Yeah, Theater of Blood. Yeah. So. Uh, the other thing to add to this whole thing, right, is that the other problem the movie has, like, it, it's the Halloween 3 role, right? You can have Celtic wizardry or mm-hmm. you can have the goofy robots. Well, it, yeah. Pick, pick a lane. It needs to have so, a straight through so, line so of what this, the power is. So this is. either needs to be he actually has divine powers and you keep the, pyro- the, the right. pyrokinesis, et cetera. Or he thinks he has these powers, but what he's actually doing is using his untold millions, right? Accused yeah. from that mailbox money that's piling up. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's what that, that's what they call residge uh, in the biz. Going well, I of hear. Show. <laughs> I I think that is more compelling. The, yeah. That he thinks that he does, yeah. and it's really just him. Like oh, I've killed all these people. Yeah. So it's so it's 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 vampires kiss, and that kind of explains yeah. the why this guy is this guy, mm. but he is actually as like well liked and renowned in his world as. Mm-hmm. You know, this actor, Vince Price, would be to these people, right? Right. But you make it more contemporaneous, and so, yeah. So, so I like the idea of it being of it being Combs. I like the idea of it being Nicolas Cage or you know, Christopher Walken. Or is that too? too I was thinking, but like maybe a slightly younger Malkovich type, you know? Oh, yeah. Well, well, well. I mean, there has to be someone who's got like a credible forty-year career, and you know. Hell, fucking uh, Barbara Crampton can do it. Like, like, like oh, that's versions, a, oh, that's you know, a versions good idea. That you can do with yeah. this. Well, right. even got in a, even though he didn't have a horror pedigree, like something in Fright Night with, um, oh, uh, he was in uh, Planet of the Apes. I'm blanking. Oh, Roddy his name. McDowell. Yeah, Roddy yeah, McDowell. Yeah. Like okay. he brought something. Is he to alive? That. No, he passed. Oh, but no, but uh, but the idea that there's an actor as long as they have like some heft and some likability yeah, that well, they if could... the body and soul are still alive. Then I mean, he can come back. Yeah. I mean, yeah, soul is alive. Soul is alive. Um. Man. He had a large collection of pornography. <laughs> he did? Yeah, he did at his house uh, that they had to clear out, but he got in trouble with the uh, FBI in the old days. There were there were a handful you of have people... too much porn. Yeah, in the old days when you had a private collection of porn, it was Wait. considered like basically as bad as having a, a slew of drugs or weapons. And so the people who got busted were Roddy McDowell, Bud Abbott of Abbott and Costello, <laughs> and uh, oh, who was the other one? Oh, was, oh Red Skelton. Everybody's really? favorite Christian comedian from the 50s. <laughs> Wow, I'm just full of information. <laughs> <laughs> I, I always that, that always reminds me of like you know when when is something too much to be illegal? I remember years ago when I was working at Waterloo, a video. I remember the the law that uh, that you can't have more than nine dildos in a household. It's illegal. Is that just that. in Texas or elsewhere? That's at least in Texas. And I, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's not a federal law. (laughs) But I would have, I would have killed to be there during them like debating how negotiating the negotiating how many dildos, yeah, like versus how many holes are in the state, like how many could one have in a house, right, right. Well, until I think recently, you had to always in Texas have a little disclaimer on it that it was a party favor. You couldn't just have a dildo. Oh, really? I remember that being on dildos back when I was a young man. Go ahead. I don't have any memories of dildos, but I did want to share. <laughs> I did want to share this because uh, so we live in Austin, Texas. It's spooky season, right? We're talking sure. about this. I'm wearing so my own shirt. My favorite little facts. A lot of people don't know that Austin, Texas, is home to perhaps the first <coughs> modern serial killer. Yes. Uh, do you know the name? I do. Of the, oh wait, I didn't know this. Uh, right. Do you know the name? Uh, the Hell Broke Loose Killer. Oh, the serv- <laughs> 
That's a, that's that's his Christian name. Oh, fucking moron. The title of the article I'm showing you is right here. Servant Girl Annihilator. The Servant Girl Annihilator. Wait, really? I didn't know this. So the moon towers of Austin, mm-hmm. right? These weird lighting rigs, right? Yeah. What are they? Why are they historical? Whatever. It's some of the first public lighting ever erected in the United States. Okay. Right? Austin's one of the first towns to ever have public lighting for nighttime because right around the turn of the 20, uh, 20th century, yep. 1884 and 85, um, there was a rich guy who was stalking and then killing uh, the the ho- the maids, the household help, as they left the rich side of town and and walked across town to uh, the east side of town. Right, mm-hmm. he was just abducting them and killing them with an axe. Right, wow. he was chopping them in bits. So the moon towers were created because this guy this guy uh, killed a whole bunch of people, and uh, it's an un- unidentified uh, person to this day. Yep. O. Henry, the writer who lived here for a while, uh, coined the name uh, Servant Girl Annihilator, a series of at least eight axe murderers. And I just love bringing this up because there is a article uh, in the New York Times from December 26th, that's Boxing Day, 1885, reported that, quote, the murders were committed by some cunning madman who is insane on the subject of killing women. And I, that is the most mannered Victorian wow. era ass shit. So when we're talking about the negotiation wow. of how many dildos. <laughs> I like the idea of the subject of killing women. Look, if I'm involved in the subject, I'm going to go zero. That's what I'm going to stake. And sure. the, the, but the writer of this article would react like, whoa, 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 whoa. Let's not be insane the other way. <laughs> there are two sides. Is there a know. sub? Is there a, is there a conversation to be had <laughs> on the subject of killing women? So Boy, they, you sound just like the Joe Rogan podcast. <laughs> <laughs> they they also uh, there's theories that it could have been Jack the Ripper who uh, came over here. They wish the Limeys uh, just want to claim they want to pretend that they do everything America invented better. Yeah. Well, and also Jack the Ripper has name recognition and celebrity. Our local guy doesn't. Yeah, and Hellbreak Loose I've Killer. I've never even heard of this guy, and I love murder. Yeah, I mean, I love reading about. Yeah, it. He's, no, eh, well, yeah. he's like the Stooges. And uh, Jack the Ripper's the Beatles. Yeah, enjoy the Beatles. Have fun. <laughs> That's fucked up because when you said Stooges, I obviously assume Larry Moe Curly. God damn it. Uh, <laughs> go buy Funhouse. <laughs> best rock record ever made. All right, done. Well, um, right. I don't know what I would do with this one. I, I I was thinking, I was like, well, why not just get Vincent Price for this? I guess he was almost dead or was he no, dead? No, no, he, he lived until the early 90s. He, oh, was, yeah. he was doing commercials. Yeah, he was working. I, he it, was on The Muppet Show. See, he was doing stuff. It would have been really fun for like kind of a if they did more or less the same story where they had more like a star-studded event where you know it was Vincent Price they actually had Orson Welles as that director just as a little cameo and then he kills Orson Welles well we watched The Fan right which featured uh, Lauren Bacall's return and she plays a Lauren Bacall type you're right so yeah. it's a similar kind of thing where yeah like you would just raise the quality of everything totally but what you're describing also what we all agree is just more money yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, and also yeah, just everything. And like but Orson Welles was also very gettable at that time. Exactly. Oh, what yeah. I'm saying. It's his, like, I mean, is his, that last, like... his last role is the Transformers, Transformers right? movie. Yeah. Yeah. 84? Unicron. Is that 84? Uh, 84, yes. He, oh, God. He was, uh, he was the ultimate uh, uh, planet-eating robot thing. <laughs> that, who, <laughs> <was> out, <laughs> who just would not shut the fuck up about <laughs> Palmasan wines. <laughs> that commercial. Megatron <laughs> <laughs> the French. <laughs> Champagne. Like, I love how clearly hammered he is and nobody French said ener- anything. French energon cubes are renowned. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, hey, let's roll it, okay? 
How would you re- uh, recycle this? Which wait, have you seen Orson Welles' talk show? Oh, you've showed me clips. I, there's a pilot, and it is crazy. I, it is like he's never seen a talk show before. What era are we talking about? So this is 1979. Okay, okay. So, so it's Burt Reynolds is the guest. Um, the Muppets, so Jim Henson and Frank Oz are on it, but the Muppets are scattered wonderful. throughout because uh, he loved them. But it is Wait, throughout the episode or just... Throughout the episode. just laying around. <laughs> <laughs> Lay them down. <laughs> They're just, they weirdly. I'll, I'll talk to Kermit when I want to talk to Kermit. <laughs> they cut to them in the middle of other people's interviews. The whole thing is baffling. Oh, good point, Big Bad. <laughs> Baffled! Uh, but yeah, I really like the idea that you have the, sort of a Sunset Boulevard version of this movie. Yeah. Um, but I think overall, I would love to see, like. Another movie. Another... <laughs> just another movie. <laughs> But them at least pick, you know, a, a genre and a tone. Like, it was all over the place. Yeah. But so, even if we're just going to do a crappy old, all right, we're going to steal this body, and then it's going to come to life and kill us. We, we we really need to figure out, is he magic? Is he not magic? Yeah. Is he killed? Is he not killed? What? Wait, why not combine, truly, Weekend of Bernie's with this movie, where they're not like a horror society. They're just like... Oh, th- they're supposed to show up at the horror society for a film screening, and then they're going to get some big break because of it. And so he dies just before he goes on. Yes, and they he's got a, he's got laryngitis. Hang on, and they carry him out. I on. love this already. Hang, hang on, guys. There's 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 another layer you're missing here. Okay. Oh, he's contracted to make the return to the movies, the horror master. Oh my god, you're right. One last great movie. Yes. Right? Yes. He dies before they can make the movie. Yes. Right? It's a movie about a horror actor legend who, you know, comes back to life, kills people supernaturally. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but he was losing, you know, touch with reality and, you know, plotted essentially to uh to to make the making of his movie, his actual masterpiece movie by killing everybody. Yes, we're talking West Craven new nightmare style here. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. So you get a touch of that in there. So now you have the the movie within the movie, and the kids are trying to weekend at Bernie's their way through getting this movie made. One in tribute to their hero, and two so they can cash his social security checks or whatever. And it truly <laughs> earns the horror star, like more, more like the final horror star, or something yeah. like that. No, yeah, but this is very dumb and too convoluted. But <laughs> well, but I think it's better than what we watched. It's yeah. a it's a bigger swing, if nothing else. Yeah, like and we're that. swingers here. That's right. <laughs> That's right. It's a bigger swing than that that weirdly large one that Wright has in the bedroom over there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it can support a lot of weight. <coughs> well, it has to support me at least. <sighs> you hungry bottom. So we're now at a uh, the last segment's uh, trash takeaway. What did you learn watching this movie or the experience? Very little. Today, uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I guess I learned some some more of my further outreaches of uh, of, of patience, my outer limits of patience, and. <laughs> You mean just talking to us? Yeah. And, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and our thoughts on CPR. I learned that I do not want to be in the room with you after a night of drinking. <laughs> we had to pause the movie at one point so we could air out the room. <laughs> I was not well earlier today. Ooh, Italian like, you sandwich. Know when it, you know when it makes you sick? Everybody else is Yeah, we dead. know yeah. when yeah. it makes us sick. Yeah, not, yeah, not everything has to be a learning experience. This one was just... Uh, <laughs> It's not the worst thing I've not the worst thing I've seen with you guys. No, wait. What's the worst thing? It's not the worst. I think the worst thing has to be baffled. Baffled was pretty bad. Baffled is really bad. Yeah. Leonard Nimoy. What did you learn? I learned that uh, people in movies can convince themselves that they 
think they have an actor and they'll show they sort of have an actor, but they don't actually have that actor because they show Christopher Lee in the movie. Mm. And I think that they're really good actors for believing that they thought they actually had Christopher Lee. That's fair. <laughs> yeah. That is the most niche little thing you'll think. <laughs> We're all learning. We're all growing. I What'd learned learn? not to finish half a box of Cheez-Its after a night of drinking. <laughs> Gee, that's what you ate last night? <laughs> when I got home, yeah. God almighty. What, don't that's you, do why you, the, you know. He got, he got, Eric, he got, do you, got you have Parmesan what? extra gluten? <laughs> do you have what you food? smelled was the pepper jack. Oh, my God. No, I have food. Emma doesn't. Her oh, okay. cupboards are always bare. That was what was left. <sighs> Jesus Christ. I know. Uh, would you recommend watching this movie? Uh, yeah, On mute. I can't say I'd recommend watching it, but I also wouldn't like warn you off of watching it. Like right. it's like, more of experience. I'm not here's I'm not a connoisseur of bad movies. Like I only want to watch a movie to like it, you know? So the whole time I'm watching a movie, I'm trying to like it. I'm trying to notice things that I that I enjoy and, and not pick it apart. Yeah, like really good movies like Looper or Knives Out or uh Brothers Blue. If you're the or... kind of person who knows you have a tolerance for for bad movies or you have a taste for them, then this might be a kind of a fun a fun one yeah. because of yeah. the, the quality of what is on screen is enjoyable. Yeah. And sure. then you can just you know, goof on everything else that's bad. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I wouldn't, we, I wouldn't recommend it. But if you're the kind of person who likes that kind of thing, knock yourself yeah. out. We've I, had more fun bad movies, certainly. But yeah. this is one that maybe if you have a group of friends, you could put on. But really, you don't have to pay attention because it doesn't also understand what it's doing. So you don't need to understand. I mean, that's play, true. put it on with the Suspiria soundtrack or something. Like, yeah, like, like, put, like, yeah play, totally. Play some, play some Giallo and put it on in the background of a party, and it's fine. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I also, yeah, I do like those kind of movies where. Because I miss going to old like Austin parties, uh, like in Hyde Park, where you just you know walk up to a house like, yeah, come on, have a beer, and they just have like crazy like Tetsuo the Iron Man or Akira just like playing it back. Collateral like, murder. Yeah, yeah. just like what the <laughs> fuck is going on? And uh, and it's like frightmare. Like okay, yeah, uh, but it's all on mute and just like crazy industrial music is playing. And I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. Yeah, that Austin is dying, and and in fact, uh, we lost another Austin legend. Oh. Uh, I know you've mentioned That's it a few times, but yeah. I feel like uh, we're going to try to uh, ride the clout that your show has by mentioning it. <laughs> <laughs> sure thing. Sure thing in Austin has been a staple for 11 years. Last night, you closed it out. Yeah. Um, morning after, how are you feeling? I, I'm great. I'm so... I, you, there's a lot of emotional labor that goes... And people are so nice and... It's really hard for me to like accept people being very nice um, sure. uh, about the end of this. The truth is, it's been time. You know, uh, the official reason is that I need to move uh, for my job, sure. uh, but unofficially also. I've been doing. If you do something for long enough, you gotta you gotta make change in your life, right? So, yeah, yeah. you know, we're we're glad that we got to choose and go out on our on our own terms, and uh, and it's done. So, like the morning after, how do I feel? I I just. I feel great, man. I'm tired. We Hungover. were out late last night. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, but I'm 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 ready for whatever's next. Well, good. I'm glad yeah. to hear it. And thank certainly, you. Uh, and thank you both for coming. And we had a great time. Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we'll definitely, you know, uh, let everybody know what you're doing next uh, when you know what you're doing next. Yeah, I'm done. Uh, yeah. He's working at a job. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, yeah. hopefully, another one of these. You know, yeah, like uh, sure. I am a uh, I am a private citizen. I do not need you following me on social media. Uh, please don't find me, but uh, continue to enjoy this fine uh, podcast and radio uh, content. Yeah. Well, what I learned today was that, uh, you know, your experience, uh, there is light at the end of the tunnel. And one day I will be done with this. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you can end things. Yeah. 
And uh, don't take that out of context, kids. Don't use that audio. No. I'm saying you can end things. I'll no. edit that. No, yeah. no, just throughout. don't, don't, get the don't, get the don't rush get into the anything. Just draw a warm bath. <laughs> take Maybe. a take a handful of whatever pills you can find. Yeah. A shave, you know, just have a That's razor right. with you. That's just right. heartburn yeah. medicine. Shave your arms. Clean up. Clean up. You know, <laughs> feel good about yourself. But yeah, thank you again for doing this, especially after, you know, a big night. We were all out late, so I appreciate yeah. you still coming. We yeah. both do. Always a blast, guys. Always yeah. love having you on and love you, man. Love you too, guys. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I, I didn't say that. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I went out of limb and you just chopped it right off. And I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. I'm going I'm, I'm to go. I'm going to leave town. I'm Bye. glad I'm no, moving. I'm glad I'm moving. All right. Bye. When the sun goes down, my clothes start looking fine. Intro song Too Easy and outro song Charlotte's Web, both provided by the wonderful White Ghost Shivers. Please follow them on all social media outlets as well as find their music wherever great music is sold. Yeah.